Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. How many times do I have to tell you, Gavin, if anybody calls here that says their name is Sally or May or anything like that, I don't work here, you haven't seen me, in fact, you've never heard of me, and you're pretty sure I'm dead. Ass. The following podcast contains... Sacred Island, watch the language. Hey, pal, watch the gutter language. Okay, let's try to watch the language. There's children present, yeah? And will you watch your ruddy language? My ears are not a toilet. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you photoshopped that little white girl's head on LeBron James's body, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, March 15th, 2019, bribing your way to bartender college edition of the show, where we talk about the rising cost of college admissions. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Fast Eddie's Prep Academy. Is your kid a thick little nitwit with no ambition and less motivation? Does he mostly hang out and smoke weed with his friends? Are you concerned the little bastard's going to live in your basement forever? Then you need Fast Eddie's Prep Academy. Our intensive placement program will get your kid into any number of trade schools, truck driving academies, and bartending schools across America, all for one low fee. No more will you worry about Vito not having a future. Fast Eddie's Prep Academy will get him off the couch and into an HVAC repair program or TV VCR course lickety split. Beauty College, Barber School, even the Columbia School of Broadcasting. No skills, no worries. Fast Eddie's fee-sharing arrangement with the admissions coordinators cut through the red tape. Before you know it, the little Ivanka will be studying at Vito's Veterinary Assistant Polytech right away. Fast Eddie's Prep Academy, because let's face it, your kid ain't going to Harvard. Hi there. Jason's on the phone. Jason, I'll tell you what. I'll come up there to see you. No, that bad. Ah! Dad, uh, what are you doing here? I'm going to college. What do you think? I think you're nuts. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? Who is that? That is Mr. Thornton Mellon, the world's oldest living freshman. Say it! Say it! A good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. Look, I know I'm only a freshman, but what do you say you and I have dinner tonight? Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? I suggest a comprehensive oral examination conducted by all of Mr. Mellon's professors. I don't take shit from no one. I'm staying in school. Who's next? <laughs> it's a jungle out there. You gotta look out for number one, but don't step at number two. I wasn't a good student in high school. There were reasons. I mean, we moved around a lot, so I never really got to find my groove. And different schools of different quality and difficulty made excelling at any one subject hard. The lack of anything remotely resembling advanced classes in the 80s meant the subjects I was good at weren't challenging in the least. But more than anything else, I think I can chalk my academic mediocrity up to one thing. Oh, he's being lazy is what he's doing. Yeah, mostly. You see, I I suffered from the classic conundrum. I was pretty smart, so I didn't need to do a lot of work to learn a topic, and I figured out pretty early on that a C average got me exactly the same diploma as if I had an A. The thing was, 
There was no real impetus for me trying to do well because from the first day of high school, college was already off the table vis-a-vis my parents. They were explicitly clear that if I wanted to go to college, you're going to have to find a way to pay for it yourself. And frankly, that wasn't going to happen. So uh, I went the route so many young men who live in the ass end of Idaho did in those days. Or, you know, I could join the military, which, given my physique, seemed a slightly better choice. Of course, after I left the military, I did attend an institute of higher learning. And let me tell you, folks, those eight days in bartending college were the best days of my life. And if I had not been expelled on a drink plagiarism scandal, I'd like to think I would have gone to bartending grad school, maybe even got a PhD, a doctorate in mixology, and started my own practice somewhere in a small town where I could have given back to the community. But, uh... Dave, it just wasn't meant to happen, right? No, I guess it really wasn't. But you can't go back in time. And there's so much time to make up everywhere you turn. Time we have wasted on the way. So much more moving underneath the bridge. Of course, if my family were just rich, things would have been far, far different. Then I could have been a tepidly mediocre student and gotten into pretty much any college I wanted in the time-honored tradition of rich families throughout history. My grandfather would have simply have a building named after him on campus, and the admissions wouldn't even have been a problem. If they were rich enough, I could have gone to Harvard or Yale. I mean, fucking George W. Bush was dumber than dirt, and he went to Yale and Harvard. And he said stupid shit like this all the time. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. I mean, he spent his academic career drinking and being a male cheerleader, and then went on to become the second worst president of this century. Nowadays, of course, things are different. You can't just buy a building on campus and get your kids into the university. I mean, yeah, you totally can. It's just that buildings cost a lot more these days, so uh, you, you run-of-the-mill millionaire simply can't afford to buy one. Times are tough, bro. From the New York Times, quote, Stephen Mercer, a private college consultant based in Santa Monica, is called a $10 million donation, an entry-level gift that might not even get the attention of the admissions office, unquote. I mean, you gotta have at least a billion in the bank for that kind of outlay. So what's your average millionaire to do? We're here today to announce charges in the largest college admissions scam ever prosecuted by the Department of Justice. A jaw-dropping scam dubbed Operation Varsity Blues, involving at least 50 people accusing wealthy parents of allegedly cheating so their children would be admitted into prestigious schools. One of the schemes involved parents allegedly paying millions for fake athletic credentials, just so their children could gain entry to college by being accepted to the school's athletic team. That's right, you gotta go way down on the food chain to bribe your way in. From the same Times article, 33 well-heeled parents were charged in the case, including Hollywood celebrities and prominent business leaders. And prosecutors said there could be additional indictments to come. Also implicated were top college athletic coaches who were accused of accepting millions of dollars to <laughs> help admit 
undeserving students to a wide variety of colleges, from the University of Texas, Austin, to Wake Forest and Georgetown, by suggesting they were top athletes. The parents included the television star Lori Loughlin and her husband, and the fashion designer Mosimo Giannali, oh fuck it, I can't pronounce his name, the actress Felicity Huffman, and, and William E. McGlashan Jr., a partner at the private equity firm TPG. The scheme unveiled Tuesday was stunning in its breadth and audacity. It was the Justice Department's largest college admissions prosecution, a sprawling investigation that involved 200 agents nationwide and resulted in charges against 50 people in six states, unquote. We are all shocked. The details of this are just fucking delightful to explore. From the photoshopping of children into photos of athletics to literally faking a learning disability, so a specially hired test proctor who was bribed to change the answers on the SAT, also children of the rich could get into the most exclusive schools. Because you know the daughter of the star of Full House cannot go to Cal State Chico. What are your parents, farmers? One kid got in because of his mad football place-kicking skills, despite attending a high school that did not, did not actually have a football team. One girl got into my alma mater, Georgetown University, on the back of her tennis skills. Her application said she placed in the top 50 of all amateur players, despite the reality of her only playing in the under-12 girl, under girls league. <laughs> Division of Northern California, where she won two of the ten games she played before quitting tennis. One might think someone could have checked on these credentials. There's a list. You're not on it. And so many of these schemes revolved around sports. Sports that... Only white people play, and honest to God, shouldn't even count as sports. Water polo, rowing, sailing. Sailing? Sailing isn't a sport. Sailing is a way to get somewhere. Riding a bus isn't a sport. Why the fuck should sailing be a sport? Some of these were so suspicious that even the least competent people in the entire high school to college food chain noticed. The guidance counselor. And let me tell you, not a single one I ever met offered either of those things. But mo- mostly, they just sat in their office and drank, which is a nice job if you can get it. Deadspin article said, quote, Unfortunately for Sloan and his non-water-playing son, the guidance counselor at high school noticed that he got into USC as a water polo player, which seemed incredibly fishy. Sloan alerted CW1 that the guidance counselor was snooping around and asking questions of the, of the USC admissions office. In order to put out the fire and keep the scheme alive, CW1 had Heino send an email to the USC director of admissions in which she tried to explain why Sloan's son had been recruited to play a sport in his high school that his high school didn't even offer. <laughs> Unquote. Fortunately, fortunately for this hopeful applicant, the problem was easily solved by, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up by an email to USC admissions office explaining that, of course, the high school doesn't offer water polo. You see, the student in question travels extensively over the summer and is quite (laughs) accomplished in, I swear to God, Italian water polo leagues and has competed in several tournaments in Greece, 
and Serbia. Because every four years, the Serbian water polo team dominates the fucking Olympics. The only thing better than this was the kid who got into USC as a basketball candidate who was listed at six foot one on his application, but his reality was five foot five. Oh, jeez, you think anyone will notice? But at least, you know, these kids were getting the best education their parents' money could bribe, right? Well, let's not, you know, go that far. Reading from Splinter, quote, Take Olivia Giannulli, the daughter of actress Lori Loughlin and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, who were both named in the case. According to the complaint, the couple paid bribes totaling $500,000 in exchange for having their two daughters designated as recruits to the University of Southern California crew team, despite that they did not participate in crew. The fraud could not be more blatant. And why did she want to go to USC? To party, she said in a video on her YouTube channel. Per Yahoo News, I don't know how much of school I'm going to attend, she shared with her nearly 2 million subscribers after explaining her extensive work schedule, but I'm going to go and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try to balance it all. But I do want the experience like game days and partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. Totally worth it. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I ain't even mad. I'm sure that these people are... You know what I mean? I'm glad they're being prosecuted, I guess. But you know what? This is the system we built, folks. For the past 50 years, college educations went from being a stepping stone to the middle class to a gatekeeper for the upper middle and upper class. It is there to keep poor people poor, not to lift them up. And if you weren't white and upper class, you might as well forget about it because your applications ain't even being read. They used to be, they used to be, they're only used to mop up spilled coffee so it doesn't stay a white kid's application. Oh, I know how universities like to play up their efforts, their efforts at diversity, but even if you pluck a gifted poor kid of co collar from a shitty primary education system that they grew up in, half of them never even get their degree. It's not because they lack the ability, it's because they lack the foundations in how to study and balance the demands of higher learning against that they've never learned in fucking high school. White college-bound kids spend as much time in high school being taught how to succeed in higher education as they do learning core curriculum. Predominant minority schools lack the budget and the staffing to do the same. That, that I can get mad about. But rich white people bribing their kids into school that are already skewed to favor rich white kids? Shit. That's just good business sense, if you ask me. What is more, one more mediocre white person with family money in a world already filled to the brim with them? And it's not like there are tons of ways for wealthy white folks to rig the system already, doing it legally. I mean, besides uber-rich buying the fucking buildings on campus, there exists an entire industry predicated on gaming the system for the benefit of kids whose parents have enough money to pay for it. It's called the college prep industry, and it's as big a scam as photoshopping your kid's face onto a pole vaulter, only it's legal. How many of you had to take a college entrance exam to get your undergrad? Show of hands. You can't see them. Right, radio, okay. The SAT and its slow-witted cousin, the ACT, determine whether or not your dumbass paid attention to school, apparently. Although I will be fucked if I can figure out how an esoteric math problem and vocabulary words you will never use in real life unless you're seeking a circumlocutory approach to a superfluous use of maledictions on a supposititious audio presentation. If you want any school to take you seriously, you best crack a 1200 on that fucking SAT, and your dumbass spent most of your sophomore year smoking weed and pretending to be in a rock band at Darren's basement, and you can't even 
play fucking guitar. What the fucking hell were you thinking, man? Hey, Dave! <coughs> Dave! Sorry, man, I got lost in memory there for a second. So if you want to do well on the test, you best buy your ass some prep. Now you could buy a couple of books and spend a month taking practice tests and reading those flashcard thingies that some people seem to think actually help. Has a flashcard ever really helped anyone on a test? I mean, I see y'all using them all the time, but when you're sitting there looking at them little bubbles of multiple choices, you're thinking about a three by five card and thinking to yourself, what the fuck does this question even mean? Why do none of the answers seem remotely plausible? At least that's what I did when I was taking the fucking SAT. Them flashcards didn't do a goddamn thing. Now, you're not going to do that. And that's why you got to spend some cashy money on a program, motherfuckers. And when it comes to programs to help you pass a test, there's only one name that comes to mind. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, Arnold. I did my homework, Mr. Carter. Which is not the name of the company that does it, but it is directly related to it, and I'm going to use Mr. Cotter as the name for legal reasons, because I don't want to be sued, and because I don't want friends to be fired. Now, I went over to the Mr. Cotter test prep website to see what it costs for someone to help you learn how to take your SAT. We are men of action. Lies do not become us. All right, right. Now, let's be honest. It doesn't. It teaches you how to game the fucking test. You don't learn anything in these courses other than a way to get the highest fucking score possible. And that's fine, but let's not pretend you're getting an education here. In-person test prep starts at 650 bucks, either online or in a classroom. And that does not count things like tutoring, which opens a door at $2,100. There are cheaper options to be sure, but if you really want to get that score, you're not going to start cutting corners now. You're going straight to Mr. Cut. Now, if you've got two grand lying around to take a class to teach you how to take a test on the things that you ostensibly learned in fucking high school for free, you ain't hurting for money. I don't think your mom had to take a second shift at Wendy's to help you take pay for test prep. And I imagine that at best she decided to skip a tennis lesson or two. Mr. Cotter test prep is just another way to use money to get ahead of someone who may be more talented, capable, and harder working than you as a way to get into college. The moral difference between shelling out a few thousand dollars to Mr. Cotter and shelling out a few thousand more dollars to bribe a proctor just to answer the fucking questions for you is grayer than the hairs on my ball sack. Gross, do you know your audience? Money means access, folks. It don't matter if you're trying to get tickets to the Peoria stage review of Hamilton or if you're trying to get your crotch fruit into Harvard. If you've got the money, you're going to get in. It just depends on how much you're willing to spend. Hey, Jared Kushner's dad loves him two and a half million dollars worth to get his lackluster ass into Harvard. So at least he knows daddy loves him. And honestly, it ain't love that does it. It's about buffing family prestige. Having your kid go to an Ivy is just what the children of the obscenely wealthy are expected to do. If you're the fracking king of Pocatello, are you going to have your kid go to the University of Idaho, much less Boise State? Fuck no. I mean, honestly, if you're the fracking king of Pocatello, you're going, your kid's going to Brigham Young because if you've got money in Idaho, you're a Mormon. But that's neither here nor there. It's just another endless string of pointless asides that constitutes this podcast. But yet they're good enough to put the work in. And honestly, why should they? 
You'll just buy them in no matter what. After all, what are you going to do with that money? You can't take it with you when you die, and you certainly aren't going to give it to a poor person in the form of, like, taxes or something. What does it matter how the money's spent? The university doesn't give a shit so long as the tuition is paid in full. Shit, the universities love having unqualified rich kids get in. They aren't even looking to see how they got in so long as the boxes are checked on the admission forms. These aren't students there for an education. To the universities, they're long-term, high-yield investments that will pay for the first time in 20 to 30 years when they send their kids to college, and then again in 20 years after that when they start donating to the endowment. Every lackluster piece of shit that lies their way into a university is money on the hoof, which is why the scam in the news works so well. The only reason people are going to jail is because they were bad at it. Too many peons were getting a cut of the pie, and it showed up in the news. If you just let the professionals, the presidents of university, the alumni boards, the chancellors, the endowment chairs, let them handle things quietly and simply, little Kyle and Apple Blossom would be matriculating at Georgetown with no one none the wiser. And it's not like these kids are doing anything with their education anyway. They aren't keeping some brilliant young science mind out of MIT. Trust me, none of these rich fucks are going to go to med school or win a Nobel Prize in fucking physics. They're all attending on the rich kid curriculum. Where I majored in theater and communications. And by 2024, they're just going to cut the bullshit anyway and give an undergrad and fucking Instagram influence taught by Professor Olivia Jade. That'll be a fucking scene. I have a test in Filters 101 next week. I don't know the difference between classic sepia and antique gold. Also, I got a paper due in advance of four studies, and I have to research bath bombs in the Amazon library before I even think about starting my Principles of Pepsi sponsorship dance workshop. Uh, I wish I'd studied VR dance like I wanted. <laughs> Hell no, these kids aren't going to contribute to fucking society. Trust me, plenty of brilliant kids are still going to get their chance to study math and science, many of them on scholarships paid for by the government of China. And they goddamn well deserve it, and they're going to do well, because if they don't... Nine chances out of ten, we'd both wind up at a concentration camp. Because again, this is the system we've built. I was lucky enough to attend one of the very selective institutions mentioned in the news reports, Georgetown University. Although, I mean, how fucking selective can they be? They let me go there. But you know what? All I had to do to get in was give a Jesuit a handy. At least I, I think he was a Jesuit. It's possible he was just some guy in a black shirt at the OPA Kutikoshan bar. Now, that's not actually how that happened, although that probably might have happened. I don't remember a lot from my college years. I entered Georgetown through the servant's interest, a loophole which some universities allow their staff and their children of the staff to attend for free, though apparently that loophole has been locked up and the door fucking bricked over these days. I didn't need to jump through a lot of hoops to get in. I signed some papers and I went to class. Whether I succeeded or failed after that was entirely upon me. And I carried a 4.0 during my time and worked a full-time job at the university. And during my time, I saw through the eyes of someone who just went out in the world how the system was just fucking farcical. There were three types of students. There were the athletes who did no work off the basketball court unless they just happened to want to. The rich kids who came to party and networked their way into the halls of power coasting off parental money. And finally, the kids who were mortgaging their future and working their ass off to go to Georgetown. Would you like to guess how that ratio worked out? 1% of the school were athletes. 25 to 30% were kids working their ass off, and the rest were fucking rich kids. 
And this was 20 years ago. Today, it has to be worse. Today, this kind of shit isn't just to happen at Georgetown, which has always been a haven of privilege. It's gone down the food chain to safety schools. I mean, George Washington University, or as we call it when I was in Georgetown, D.C. Safety School Number 1, was in a way far worse than Georgetown. The rich kid ratio at GW was in the 80th percentile because, obviously, their parents didn't love them enough to pay bribes to the right people. Our education system is fundamentally broken from kindergarten through your Ph.D. We've crafted a system that is increasingly restricted to those who can afford to pay for schooling. In every sense of the word, we've regressed to a system that the system that gave birth to colleges in the first place. European Renaissance universities, where the third son of nobility would be shipped off to learn Greek and Latin while butt-chugging wine at a campus bacchanalia. Education was by and for the nobility, so their wastrel children would have something to do waiting for their older brothers to die before they can inherit the title. And to be fair, some advances have come along in the 21st century because now the wastrel's children can also be your daughter. And while we did that, at the same time, we made college degrees the minimum standard for any job that does not involve putting random shit inside an Amazon Prime fucking box at a warehouse. Jobs that once upon a time required a high school education to get in the door now require a bachelor's or a degree, even though the actual work hasn't changed. My day job, the one I work to keep bringing you this fine audio program, requires an undergrad degree for no reason whatsoever. Now, like I said, I wasn't a great student in high school, but my primary education covered all the complex things I deal with at work on a daily basis like phone. I had mastered phone by third grade, and all the 19th century French poetry I studied in college has not improved my phone skills in the least. In fact, it probably made them worse as sometimes out of boredom, I answer phone in iambic pentameter. I'm lying. I don't actually remember what the fuck iambic pentameter even is anymore. I guess I should pay someone to learn that and then report back to me. The only path out of this morass is to simply take the money out of the question. Everyone just gets to go to fucking college. The only requirement to get into a state school is that you can do the work. And if you can't, you go to a community college to learn how to do the work. It was what the system was supposed to be in the first place. You think all those fuckers coming back from World War II on the GI Bill took a fucking SAT? They didn't fucking take two bullets in the ass in Okinawa to take a fucking test, pal. The government paid their tuition and they did the work. What I'm saying is everyone who wants to go to college should be allowed to, providing they do the work and take the requisite two bullets in the ass in Okinawa. Just think about how happy the Okinawans would be to get a little fucking payback by shooting fucking white Americans in the ass. We can keep the private schools in place to give the very rich somewhere to go. They can bribe, lie, and Photoshop their way into Stanford or Duke or Harvard or George Washington University if they weren't smart enough to bribe the right people. They can seclude themselves behind the walls of their privilege by throwing money at the legacy schools until they become, some, become so stupid they end up working for some kid who invents a matter replicator in his fucking garage after dropping out of Caltech. Or better yet... We can just take the bullshit entirely out of the system and create this system that teaches people what they need to know to earn a fucking living. Look, I loved college, and I wanted to study esoteric shit, but in no way did my college education has ever been useful in my working life. And the prospect of four years studying bullshit you will never use turns off a lot of kids. I got a nephew who muddled through fucking high school by the skin of his teeth, but that fucker could probably assemble a fusion reactor out of scrap materials with just a modicum of training, but he will never be able to complete a critical essay on the writings of Virginia Woolf. But this will never happen 
because God forbid working class people get any help in this country. Pretty soon the only jobs left for them will be carrying rich kids' Instagram influence cameras, giant fucking cell phones around, snapping photos of them on the campus so their graphic designers can Photoshop them into an ethics class because that is closest to ethics as we are going to get in this nation until the fucking revolution comes. The only upside to this entire fucking scandal is that all the fucking minorities and people of color who've been shit on by mediocre fucking white kids who roll their eyes going you only got in here because of fucking you know affirmative action they can all turn them and look dead in the eye and go yeah your mom blew a fucking tennis coach to get your fucking pallet ass in here asshole that is it for our show this week you know this whole scam has got me thinking on how we could use the side door for other things in life like, I'm going to download way more popular podcasts than edit my voice in them and upload them claiming to be that I was actually on that podcast. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Hey, maybe I'll green screen myself into Colbert and Kimmel. Why not go the distance? By the time figure, people figure it out that I'm not actually a writer on Last Week Tonight, they'll be so hooked on the sly, irreverent humor, and salacious testicle hair references that make this show such a fucking joy to listen to. I guess I should just start by paying people to rate and review this show wherever they get their podcast. If you give us a $5 fucking star, a five-star review, I'll send you a fresh $100 bill with my face photoshopped over Ben Franklin's. You can follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast where I will simply cut and paste much better tweets from famous people and tweet them out for your enjoyment. All of the shows, and many of them featuring famous people digitally edited into them, are now on SoundCloud at the show name on the whatthehellpodcast.com. So for me, Dave, I'm sorry, Sally Mae, no one here by that name, Bledsoe, producer, we don't pay for University Gavin, and all the fictioner prefrosh on this show. We want to say it's sad that all these parents are going to be going to jail and not see their kids fucking graduate. We'll see you all next week. for this, so I take a small bow. <laughs> <laughs>